following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. You should experience lots of explosions with no body parts. Parents should be ready to cover their ears. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another installment of Broken Sea Audio Productions, Jake Sampson, Monster Hunter. In our last episode, Jake, Tex, and Lucy were led from the Tibetan Lamazari on their quest for the mythical Snow Lotus, with which they hope to aid Jake's former college professor. But they are not the only adventurers on such a quest. Unbeknownst to our heroes, a secret expedition of Nazi soldiers follows in their wake, hoping to plunder the secrets of the mysterious city of Shambhala. Will Jake and company succeed in their mission, or will the evil minions of the German Reich beat them to it? Will the magical Snow Lotus be found, or will the expedition fall beneath the brutal claws of the city's fearsome guardians, the Yeti? Sit back now and join us for part three of Jake Sampson and the Roof of the World. Sunday is gloomy, my hours are slumberless. Dearest, the shadows I live with are numberless. Little white flowers will never awaken you, not where the black coach of sorrow has taken you. Angels have no thought of ever returning you. Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? Gloomy Sunday. Gerhard, you are sure we are heading in the proper direction? Yeah, Herr Kapitan. Just between those two mountains and to the rest should be the path that leads to the Lamazari. Excellent. It is near dusk. We shall make use of their accommodations for the night and continue in the morning. I do not expect it will take long to uncover the location of the city. Herr Capitan, the city is a sacred place to them. Suppose they do not wish to divulge its position. They will tell us what we wish to know, or we shall quickly assist them on their journeys into the next life. How long y'all lived at that monastery? Almost my entire life. I came there as a young boy. That TM Pope, fella. He been there all his life, too? He didn't look all that old. His holiness has belonged to the Lamasseri for nearly 800 years, Mr. Alden. You gotta be kidding. I wouldn't put him much past 50. 
What you'll see as Tian Po is merely the shell of the spirit that lies within. What Long Seng is saying, Lucy, is that Tian Po is the current reincarnation of the original Lama who likely founded the Lamasery 800 years ago. Excellent, Mr. Samson. That is quite so. Our Lamasery was founded by Nep Hong the Merciful in the 12th century of your calendar. He was a great and holy man who brought spiritual enlightenment to a land of terrible barbarism. Sounds like a missionary. In some ways, he was. But not like the Christian missionaries one typically hears about who sought to force their beliefs upon those who they believed to be savages. Odhisattva Naipong was filled with true Buddha nature. He traveled these lands and enlightened those who opened their minds to his teaching. Buddha nature? <laughs> You mean he had a big old belly? <laughs> Hex, it's not polite to make fun of another person's beliefs. Aw, oh, Lucy, Long Sang knows I'm just having some fun. Gotta have some laughs to keep us on this trek, you know? In case you didn't notice, there ain't a whole lot of interesting stuff around here but rocks and snow. <laughs> no offense was taken. In truth, Miss Carter, it is said that after Master Nippong established the Lamasery, he did indeed take on one or two of the Buddhas more well-fed, earthly characteristics. See? So how did Nepong become Tian Po 800 years later? As each abbot dies, his spirit returns in a new earthly form. But after he dies, how do you know when you found him again? How does his spirit know where to go to get back to doing what he was doing before he died? Every being's existence is cyclical, Miss Carter. Life, however long, takes one along a path. Each person has his own particular path. His spirit would not stray far and would find a vessel capable of holding it, so that his teachings can continue. Finding Nepong's newest manifestation was not difficult. About 50 years ago, many months after the death of Tian Po's predecessor, Guan Che, the monks learned of a boy in a nearby village who seemed to exhibit certain extraordinary qualities. So they brought him to the Lamasery. Sensing that the master may have returned, they presented him with three objects, one of which belonged to the previous abbot. Tian Po reached toward a beaded necklace that had belonged to Guan Che. He further spoke of other items that were located in secret places within the Lamasery that only Guan Che would have known about. And so, it became obvious that the master had returned yet again. That's amazing. No more so than the belief that a man nailed to planks of wood could return from his own tomb and then rise into the sky. Hmm, he's got a point there. So when Tian Po dies, he'll just come back in a whole new body? The ancient spirit of Nep Hong will return, yes. Wow, imagine that, Jake, dying and then coming back. Then you keep coming back for years and years to come, watching the world grow and change, seeing new advances in the arts, science, technology. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I'm not so sure, Lucy. Sometimes the dead should stay dead. I grow weary of asking you this question, priest. Give me the map that shows where Shambhala is. The path towards such light is beyond the limitation of physical documentation. Geha! Yeah, Herr Capitan. I shall continue to ask this man for the map we seek, 
For each time he does not provide it, you will take one of his followers into the courtyard and shoot him. Understood? Here, come in, Don. Now, priest, perhaps your mind has gained the wisdom to see the fate of your monks if you do not show us the way to the city. We have no map to give to you. Kill him! Come in, Don. We can continue to send the rest of you to the great beyond and simply find the map ourselves, but we are civilized men. We do not wish to kill you. With the end of each life, we all move towards ultimate bliss. Your words hold no power over us, soldier. To show you the way would have no value, because you would not be able to enter. Why not? Because you have not the key. Ach, then you will give us the key. I cannot. The key is already near the city. Ach. Stinking yellow primitive. We have wasted enough time here. Question each monk. If they continue to speak in riddles, shoot them. I am certain one of them can take us to the city and this key. Okay, long time. I know y'all said it's been a long time since y'all do this uh, Shambhala place. I don't want to sound rude. Are you sure you know where we're going? I do indeed, Mr. Holden. In fact, once we get around this mountain, there will be a passage that leads down into a valley near the border of northern India. It is in that valley where we shall conclude our journey. Yeehaw! Keep your voice down, Tex. You'll cause an avalanche. Aw, oh, come on, Jake. How many days have we been at this? I'm looking forward to finally getting to this place. Oh, I don't mind camping. I kind of miss civilization. I'm also missing the place where it don't feel like winter all the time. Y'all know us Texas folks ain't too big on snow. And us New Jersey folks aren't too big on avalanches. Now, Lucy, y'all know I wouldn't let so much snowflake hurt that pretty little head of y'all. Long saying. How many of these lotus flowers will we need to make that special tea? At least three, Mr. Samson. Okay. However... I must confess something to you. And that is? That I cannot guarantee if the flowers will be in the necessary bloom for picking. What? Are you saying we might be making this trip for nothing? Tex, we have no choice. If we don't go, then Professor Dyer will indeed die. In a cruel, painful way. Even if we don't find the flowers, we have to at least try. I owe him that much. Y'all know you never did say why a college professor caused y'all to come all the way across the world hunting magical flowers. Listening to the two of y'all back at his house, it sounded more like you were kind of a pain in his keister. William Dyer was also a friend of my parents, Tex. My mother was a teacher. She specialized in ancient languages. They traveled in similar circles. He often consulted her to translate various scrolls and artifacts that his team found on their expeditions. After my parents died, he sort of kept an eye on me at Miskatonic. He also kept a fair distance away, so as not to give the impression that I held any special favor. Oh, Jake, we didn't know. Apart from Hartford, he's one of the very few connections I have left to my family. Hey, Miko, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No apologies needed, my friend. 
There are some things people don't need to know until the time is right. Looks like it was that time. We'll do it, Jack. I know those flowers will be ready and they'll fix the presser right up. Ain't no way in hell they won't be ripe for the pick. And there's nothing on Earth that's gonna stop us from getting them. On Earth or beyond it, Tex. Mr. Samson, come closer. What is it? Look below. Is that grain I see? Like grass and trees and landscapes that aren't covered in snow? It is known by some as the Valley of Spring Dawning. Wait a minute. I think I see something. What is it, Jake? It looks like a structure of some sort. It's kind of hard to tell from this height. Tex, pass me the binoculars. You got it. Uh, huh? What do you see? Is it the city? It certainly looks like one. Long Sang, care to have a look? No need, Mr. Samson. I have seen it before. You are now among a very small number of Westerners who have been privileged to lay eyes upon Shambhala. I can't wait to get a closer look. And so you shall. This view is breathtaking. It's like being on top of the entire world. You can see everything. Here, Tex, take a look. Then pass the binoculars to Lucy. Man, that's something else. Like one of them lost cities that Bob Howard writes about in them Weird Tales magazines. Man, I wish he was here to see this. I'm sure he would have appreciated it. Woohoo! Yay! Oh no! It is an avalanche! Honey, follow me! I gotta get the diary from our packs. Go on, get to shelter. I'll catch up. Where is Mr. Samson? Hey, how you went back? For Samson? listening to Jake Sampson, Monster Hunter, The Roof of the World, written by Mark Kalita, mixed by Bill Holweg. Starring in tonight's show, Mark Kalita as Jake Sampson, Bill Holweg as Texas Hold'em, Natasha Lathra as Lucy Carter, David Subkoyak as Hartford, the announcer, Ellie Hirschman, and from the Sonic Society, Shannon Hilchey as Dorothy Dyer. Jack Ward as William Dyer. David Sokoyak's father, Gerald E. Sokoyak, as the abbot, T.M. Poe. Paul Mannering as Longsang. David Sokoyak's brother, Alan Sokoyak, reprising his role from Gods of War as the Commandant. Brian Bokikio of Seraphic Panoply as Captain Kofiega. With Bruce Busby as Gerhardt. Colin Snow as Sin Fong, and Stephen J. Cohen as Mupo. The music in tonight's episode was supplied by 
the Artie Shaw Orchestra for the Jake Sampson theme, Helen Kane from 1928 from the Internet Archive, Celestial Aeon. Music also comes from the Internet Archive. And music of the Nazis also comes from the Internet Archive. Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in for the next exciting episode of Jake Sampson, Monster Hunter, only at www.brokensea.com Knights in shining armor. Damsels in distress. Pirates are... Belly dancers. Rogues. Wenches. Peasants. And pilgrims. No, this is not your grocery shopping list for the local dragon. Yes, it is. Okay, it's that too. But it's also a recipe for the Renaissance Festival podcast. A weekly downloadable internet radio show. Featuring bands currently performing at Renaissance festivals from the four corners of the world. You'll hear Irish music and Scottish music from the Broadly Nuggie and Bards. Empty Hats Jesse Lender and Cantiga. Arr, and pirate songs from the Jolly Rogers and the Shantyman. Medieval music from Istan Peter. Gypsy music from Emuziki. Bagpipes from the Rogues. Body songs from Iris and Rose, the Bedlam Bards and the Limey Birds. This isn't the Renaissance... It's a whole lot more. The Renaissance Festival Podcast. Visit us on the web at renaissancefestivalmusic.com. Then start dining on some of the most entertaining music in history. But leave your pet dragon at home or in your pants. <laughs> <laughs>